Well, if we had any money, if we were a Joe Rogan level podcast, this is where we would be playing um, Can't You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones. I know why you're bringing this up, Connor, and uh, we can't because we don't have Joe Rogan money. We don't have any money, but Uh, if I could print money, I would. Do you know who prints money? Um, the the Federal Reserve, the Department of Treasury. Uh, yes, but also bad guys in the Jack Reacher universe. Ah, yes. And that might very well be the focus of not just this episode, but also an upcoming television show. Uh, indeed, you are referring to the Amazon Prime show Reacher, which is coming out on February fourth. Indeed, and Reacher is based on the character Jack Reacher by an author named Lee Child, who is a very big name in the type of books that we talk about, which would you like to introduce what we talk about? Yes, the name of this podcast is Dadlit, and Dadlit refers to a a sort of literature that we attempt to define, but it's more felt. It's more of an emotional thing. But in general, it refers to literature that seems to resonate and be targeted towards middle-aged white men, perhaps sort of um, kind of boring people who might be looking for some escape through male fantasy literature. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be uh, of that uh, demographic to enjoy it. Correct. You don't have to be that demographic to enjoy it. And it covers a broad range of genres and topics. It can be crime literature. It can be war literature. It can be uh, thrillers. It can be cyber cyber thrillers, uh, tech tech thrillers. It can be a, a whole range of historical and, novels. Yeah, historical novels. We 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 aim in this podcast to try to uh, explore those things, explore the themes, uh, and kind of define and redefine what those. Uh, things have in common and what makes it feel like dad lit uh, i don't think we'll ever succeed at that but we can try and some of the common authors in this classification would be like tom clancy um definitely lee child who we're going to be discussing today clive Cussler, max allen collins donald westlake oh yes donald westlake is an excellent yeah so if you're familiar with their work you you probably kind of know what we're getting at here but we wanted to talk a little bit today about jack reacher chris is a dedicated reacher head and he kind of turned me on to the reacher book several years ago and i've been i've enjoyed them ever since i haven't read that many chris i believe you've read all of them right yeah i have not read the last two the most recent two. So I I have Blue Moon up on my bookshelf and I want to read it on a physical copy for a very specific reason that we can get into later. But the most recent one that's come out was co-authored by Lee Child and his son. And I've heard some mixed reviews on it, so I'm not super excited about reading it. Um, But we'll see. I'll, I'll probably read it at some point and I'll have my own opinions about it. But yes, I've read most of the series. Uh, I've enjoyed most of the series. There's only a few that I can't really recall. I started off with the book Bad Luck and Trouble, which is quite possibly my second favorite of the series. And then from there, I read them in um, publication order. So I started over with uh, Killing Floor, which is his first novel, and went through it in publication order. Reread Bad Luck and Trouble when I got to it, and then read all the books after it. 
But just a little bit about all of this is um, Lee Child is the writer name for Jim Grant, who was actually British, and I didn't know that. And Killing Floor was his, his first feature book, and from what I understand, the first book that he published. Came out in March 1997, and is about this character jack reacher who is an ex-military person who's become a vagabond he kind of just travels around hitchhikes doesn't really own anything other than the clothes on his back and a bank card and they only introduced the concept of a bank card later in the books he kind of just carries around cash in the beginning and he goes from place to place and just kind of follows i don't know any whim of something he wants to learn about or look into and he generally finds trouble everywhere he goes, enjoys shaking things up and solving problems. Some of the books delve into his military past and his time as a, like a special agent in the military police. Um, several of the books feature yeah, a special his investigator. old comrades. Yeah, a special investigator. And that's what his team was called, actually. And some of the books are even... Um, like earlier than that and like some of like his like especially some of the short stories are like him as a kid uh, i don't think any of the books have really spent too much time with that but it's definitely something i want to talk about today once we get into discussing this new series that's coming out it will be the third live action portrayal of jack reacher but only the second actor to play him so there have been two movies that have come out before this show both starring Tom Cruise. The first one was based on the novel One Shot, and I think the movie was just called Jack Reacher. Yeah, I, I recently um, rewatched that, and yeah, it's just a plain Jack Reacher. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's called Jack Reacher. It came out uh, in 2012, I think. Uh, movie was okay. That also the book was okay, but um, the main controversy is that it stars Tom Cruise, who is the least jack reacher person i can think of you see uh, jack I, reacher yeah. is jack reacher is a very tall very broad uh very well built man uh kind of a, a large golem type person and tom cruise is a very short and uh trim person and so when that casting was announced i remember a lot of people that were fans of the books were outraged and i was gonna give it a shot and see what I thought and I just don't necessarily like the way that uh, Tom Cruise plays the character let alone his stature what, what is it about his performance because I actually really enjoy him he obviously physically looks nothing like Reacher and Jack, and Jack Reacher's physicality is like a big part of his character so that's a really big thing to have missing but I, I did enjoy his the at the way he presented the attitude and I, I don't know I was kind of sold you know if you if you didn't read the books you might you know, might not have an issue with it. Uh, have had you you hadn't read any of the books before you saw the movie? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, so maybe that's why you had no issue with it. Um, I, I guess his acting is not bad, but it just feels like Tom Cruise to me. And it doesn't really feel any different than most of Tom Cruise's other roles, like how he acts in, let's say, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, he's a pretty serious character, and he just feels like he's you could you could not really differentiate those two characters and i don't really feel like he pulls off the gruff no nonsense kind of dry wit of reacher reacher does certainly have a little bit of charm but tom cruise has a lot more charm than jack reacher 
at any rate, regardless of how you feel about the film, it got a sequel. <laughs> and the sequel is baffling to me, mostly because it is based on a book that is like part four. It's not really... Okay, so none of the Jack Reacher books really have too much of a continuing continuity, like a continuing story. They're all standalones. You can read them on their own and enjoy them. But there are four books that follow um, his journey across America to meet a person and are very loosely connected in like a chronological order. And they chose the fourth book in that string of books to adapt which I don't know, it just, it, it baffles me. The movie was called Never Go Back, which is what the name of the book is as Never well. Never Go Back. It's um, funny because it's like, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it seems like a good name for a sequel, but it's not like a direct sequel to anything, as you've pointed out, you know? Yeah, and um, I mean, it definitely has a lot more to do with him returning to like, not his old life, but like a military setting. So uh, without giving away too much of it, like he comes back to, I think it's Washington, uh, Washington, D.C. to um, meet up with a girl that he's talked to that works at his old desk. And uh, when he gets back, he like immediately gets arrested and the two of them kind of have to work together to to solve a mystery that's going on. It's it's pretty good. It's OK, but it's a very strange film to pick or a strange book to, to pick to adapt into a film. And I did not see the film. Um, I, I might at some point, maybe we can watch it and discuss it later. Yeah. But I've seen um, about half the of point it. Is but, uh, to, yeah. What did you think of it? Um, I thought, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I, I am not a very like <laughs> difficult person to entertain. I enjoyed it. I agree with you, though, um, that there could have been something better to, to sort of flesh out the character I enjoy Reacher when he's in small towns, you know, and and when he, when he's yeah. playing, you know, that kind of detective. In the in for a good part of that one, the second one, at least the beginning, he kind of has to, as you said, like he gets back into the military machine, you know, um, not because he's returning to the military, but it's just the setting of the story. Um, yeah, he gets roped into the military machine in that uh, against his will, which happens in a couple of books. It's definitely a theme. Yeah, I mean, he he has a reputation in the military. Even at the beginning of the first movie, I mean, the, people say his name and it's like, oh, you've never heard of Jack Reacher? Or like, oh, damn, it's Jack Reacher. Like they, everyone kind of has heard of him or knows something about him. Well, and that falls into the category that we have for many of dad lit protagonists of the hyper-competent male protagonist. Yes, like John Rambo. He's pretty good at everything. He's a good fighter. Uh, he's a good planner. He's a good thinker. He's a good shot. He's pretty good at everything except, like, being a part, like, a normal functioning uh, American. Like, he doesn't follow any of the social trends. He, he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't own anything. He kind of lives like a vagabond. And he isn't that way in all of the books. There's actually a specific book that is a... Um, a prequel that covers how he discovered he wanted to live that lifestyle and it's basically he went undercover as a vagabond um in a town to get some information and then just got into character too much and was like hey i could do this 
and just decided to live that way for like he just left the military and decided to live that way um but it's you know he he doesn't connect emotionally very well with people or easily um and like he isn't he is definitely flawed so he's not a mary sue but he does happen to be good at most things like a mary sue would be right so he um um he he is as you pointed out he's ex-military what i really like about the character in the stories is that it it doesn't um over glamorize or doesn't glamorize military service that the books themselves are not really propaganda um they they no they do a they do a pretty good job of showing its flaws and that it's that he doesn't like it um and it it it, it draws the line very nicely like it, it doesn't it doesn't make them seem like the enemy it doesn't trash it or, or or dig it through the dirt or anything like that but it, it definitely like you said doesn't glamorize it or put it on a pedestal in in what's interesting about it another thing i think is that so he, he oftentimes you know the military has a role in the crimes he's trying to solve but but not necessarily not always um so it's like he he is a like sherlock holmes type character and um but it's this military background he has that kind of I guess I'm just repeating what you said, but it's interesting how it's just not overdone. He is like an ex-military Sherlock Holmes yeah. who is not, like, he's better than, like, a Tom Clancy character, you know? Well, yeah, so, like, uh, Jack Ryan is, like, embedded in the military complex and is, like, a part of that life. And Reacher is only that in the prequel novels. Um, and, like, a couple of times in the novels where he gets drawn back into that world very like sometime one of his like old colleagues calls him to assist on some job so he'll get involved with the military in that uh one of the times like never go back he gets pulled into some sort of military bullshit and bad luck and trouble he's working with his old colleagues but it's not for the military in any sort of capacity they're sort of on their own and it's very fun if, if anyone wants a good introduction to these books that is nothing like the other books in a weird way um Bad Luck and Trouble is a fantastic place to start. It, it's a good introduction to Reacher. It's a good introduction to the people he used to work with. But it's a, like a fun ensemble thriller. Well, the first book I read was Killing Floor, which is the first book in the Reacher series. And it is the story that this yeah. new Amazon series is based off of. Yeah, and we'll see if it goes beyond that. I'm curious to see how many episodes... If it's like the first season is the first book or if they're going to cover the story in a few episodes and move on. We don't really have too much information on it. It looks... What do you think it looks like? Well, my first um, my first impression is that it looks good. I like... Uh, there's a lot I like about it. I think the first thing we should talk about, though, is the casting. Because, uh, you know, as you said, the the trailer gives us some information, but... Basically, I think the purpose of the trailer is like to in, to reintroduce this character, Jack Reacher, who people are already kind of familiar with via Tom Cruise, but to show that they're doing it, um, or at least I, they're trying to do it right this time. So you have this actor, Alan Richson, who is an American actor playing Jack Reacher. I looked him up. He's a hunky, you know, hunky dude, uh, and it looks like he's been in a lot of hunky dude movies. But my first impression is I like him as Reacher. 
he is okay he's, yeah. I've, I've seen him in i've seen him in the hbo series titans um and he's he's okay in that whatever but he is he has the right build well i will say what i'll say about that is that reacher is described as very big very strong alan richson richson certainly has that look however um reacher is described and this is definitely nitpicking um but Reacher is described as really not being a fan of exercise. You know, he doesn't go and, you know, uh, lift weights every day to maintain his physique. He's just, like, naturally big and strong. I'm sure he has, like, military muscles, but it's not like he, you know, is, is like, squatting 500 well, pounds. we'll wrap around to this because this ties into something that I want to talk about. But, yeah, this actor looks like he works out every day and is very fit. They, and um, it's, they seem to want to show off his body by putting him in some tight clothes and scenes. Well, yeah, he's eye candy. He's off. definitely eye candy, which is fine. It's also part of that. What, like once again, that what we were talking about—the male escapism, male fantasy thing of uh, you want to be Jack Reacher. So we're gonna we're gonna make him superhero body. We're gonna make him handsome, and uh, I don't. The books kind of. He's he's not he's not bad looking, but I don't ever think like they make him out to, to sound extremely handsome. I don't think he's supposed to be like. Uh, but handsome. this this guy he, looks he... much. This guy looks much better for the role than Tom Cruise does. Yes, uh, without a doubt. Yes, um, he is a. He does have a sort of. I, I I don't know if it's a prettiness because he's sort of he is rugged looking, but he is a little too attractive but then again we're, it's an adaptation it's a movie or it's a tv show he looks like he looks he he's he he's got that like uh farm boy grown-up look yeah like like a kind of crisp chris pratt like he has that sort of cheeky chris hemsworth he has like a chris hemsworth quality yeah i but i i would also say that he has this sort of cheekiness at least he i kind of sense that which you know reacher is clever and he's you know at times kind of funny i guess but it more in a sarcastic way but this character has that yeah sort of... and that's that's my biggest take that was my biggest takeaway from the trailer is that he seems a little too quippy a little too i don't want to say too charming but uh yeah a little too humorous G- reacher is very clever and he he does have a wit about him and he he does have a sense of humor and it, it's balanced really well in the book it, it definitely breaks up tension really well. It adds to some really good dialogue. But he's, like I said earlier, he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. And I don't know how this actor's going to portray that because the trailer makes him out to be, um, one, pretty arrogant, and two, kind of cute, jokey. I, I think that has to do a little bit with a bigger trend in filmmaking and in television nowadays where... If you look at, you know, most leading men nowadays, they kind of have that um, goofy charm to them. Like, again, Chris Pratt, I think, is a great example where it's like, yeah, he's a big yeah, traditional it's a product hunk. of its time. It's it's a product of our times right now. It's it's type of protagonist people want to see. They want them to they, they want to sort of offset the sort of like how physically imposing they are by making them a little goofy. You know, it's it's to it's to make them a little less threatening i think that's at least that's my theory yeah well well time will tell but um beyond the main character what did you think of the trailer well i thought tonally in terms of like the tone of the trailer and if presuming that that's the tone of the show which it might not be it was a little 
too light, lighthearted for me. It reminded me of a trailer for this series of um, this TV series and it's a book series as well, Happen Leonard, where it's sort of like a you know action mystery comedy. Um, you know, so I thought the trailer kind of had uh, it was a little too light. It was a little not as serious as the books are. Um, but that might be good. I actually might enjoy watching something like that a bit more than the sort of like, you know, how harsh some of the Reacher books can be. Um, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily, I don't know if I necessarily need it to be as uh, dark and gritty as, say, like True Detective, which I would say the books are kind of on par with that kind of grittiness. Like I said, there is some comedy in the books, but it's very, it's used very sparingly. Uh, some, most of it is, um, self-referential so reacher's got like a certain set of rules that he'll bring up sometimes or reacher has little witticisms that he'll say certain times and those kind of things will bring a smile to your face but they're never played off like played off as a joke generally yeah, um, yeah. a big common um like one of the most common things that you can see printed on like shirts and stuff is reacher said nothing um <laughs> and it's just a common thing that the author will use to show that the character is quiet and reserved uh, but it's become kind of a trope, kind of a joke among the people that have read the books. Um, so we'll see how this like jokier, uh, like you said, uh, has a little bit of a comedic tone to the show. We'll see how much of that comes through in the show itself and isn't just played for the trailer. But the trailer, which is definitely why we brought up the song in the beginning of the mm -hmm. episode, uh, you know, Can You Hear Me Knocking? Uh, it plays it as kind of fun, kind of a, a good time as this character is um, very easily moving about the events of the trailer and uh, seems like he's having a good time, which I know there are times that Feature takes pleasure in busting heads or having a fight, but I, I never view him as someone who like seeks that kind of uh, confrontation or is generally too arrogant. He's confident. He's hyper-confident, but I, he, I never really see him as an arrogant character. And the character in the trailer comes off as arrogant. The thing that I'll say, which ties into all of this, is I think this actor and this character that they're showing on screen would have made a much better young Jack Reacher. A much better Reacher during his military years than the adult Reacher that we get in a majority of the series. So how old is... Reacher is supposed to be like in his late 30s in the books, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. in, most, in some of the books, because he does age and the books take, uh, take time. Uh, but yeah, late 30s. And how old is the actor, do we know? I mean, I don't know, but I would guess that he's in his like late 20s to early 30s. So he, he's not completely out of the age range. But to tell you the truth, I... Yeah. He is, <laughs> remarkably, he is 39. Oh, wow. Whew, I was way off, but... So he's actually the right age for Reacher, but he doesn't look it. He looks young, and I think that that appearance would lend itself to the, like, M MP special investigator Reacher that we get in like, several of the books. If they want to show flashbacks, they could probably do some makeup magic and make him look even younger. Oh, absolutely. I In the books... I know Reacher, you know, was is supposed to be in his late thirties, but I always imagine him as much older. And also, when I'm reading the books, 
what Jack what Jack Reacher looks like a- and his age, it like it honestly changes minute by minute. This doesn't make sense, but the actor in my head who I often think of as Reacher looks nothing like Reacher, and it's that Irish actor Kieran Hines, um, who who is nothing like Jack Reacher. But sometimes I just feel like the lines come out of you know if I imagine him saying them, it, it works like so. My idea of who Jack Reacher is in my head, it changes a lot, but um, I do typically imagine him as older if, if, than if, he really if you, is. If you beefed up Kieran Hines a little bit, I could see it. He's a, he's a little too scrawny, I think, for uh, Reacher, but that you're right. That age and the way Kieran Hines looks kind of fits, because in a lot of the later books, he does feel older, and he talks about some of the like wear and tear and conserving your energy and uh he he feels like an adult he, he he feels like the age that the books are targeted towards i can see that i i don't i'm gonna see if there's any at any point where they bring up his age but kieran hines is pretty good casting you know you're jumping ahead here though we haven't even read one of the books for the podcast yet and you're already casting off huh. yeah yeah i know i know but overall, much, much better than Tom Cruise. One thing you brought up that I, I wanted to talk about is the action or fighting in the trailer. Because, um, you know, Jack Reacher's a big, you know, he's a brawler and he fights. But he also does like that sort of um, Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes thing where it's like, I'm going to throw my elbow at this guy and do this. And he's very, he's very fond of headbutting and, and elbowing people and like being smart when you're fighting. The, the, what I noticed in the trailer is like, there's a whole lot of like, whoosh, 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 like, like haymakers. Um, it's a lot of like big giant fist, like swung on a, on a long meaty arm coming at your face. Like he seems to be really fond of the, of the haymaker and the revert, like the backhand haymaker as well. Well, and Reacher is the type of person to end a fight very quick. End it quickly, end it smartly. Take out the biggest guy first so that the other people are less likely to even want to fight you. Uh, you can do that with a haymaker, but more often than not, Reacher just delivers a quick punch or you know, the, the palm at the nose or uh, some sort of grapple technique. You know, if someone, if someone throws the first punch at him, he's going to you know grab their arm and flip them or something you know like very quick maneuvers that end a fight quickly rather than taking too much time to box someone but uh, we'll we'll see Uh, the books definitely have an action to them but they don't generally have too many long drawn out fight scenes Um, and that's what i enjoy about uh, the action in those books too because like i was saying it is a kind of smart calculating action scene where you know, I, I, I often have very I have a difficulty following like fighting and action in books unless it's like written in written well or in a, in a sort of different way. So when Lee Child kind of describes like Jack Reacher's theory on headbutting people, you know, it's it makes it a bit more interesting and it makes it not it makes it easier to follow because it's very quick. But um well, something that's great and something that's great about the Reacher character and that really that really appeals to me is that he is 
very calculating. He is a facts man. He has a really good memory for things, and he's a thinker. He plans things out, and he has a knowledge for just like little nuggets of wisdom on how the like body works and certain biology, certain um, like hey, if you break this bone, it impairs them in a certain way, or hey, if you uh, twist in this certain way, you you know take away their mobility, and they talk about that in the books he'll he'll break down a situation before it happens or talk he'll do something very quickly and then talk about it of you know why he did made that decision why he did that maneuver why he threw that um that blow whatever um and it's it's it even though he's a big beefy guy first and foremost he's a thinker and it, it he's a very clever character and i always enjoy how he solves situations um, so I hope that they portray that aspect of him in the show and that he's not just an action movie protagonist that does everything with a fist. It seems like they're definitely going to engage with that and that he has specialty knowledge. You know, judging on the tra- from the trailer, like he's speaking to, one, uh, I believe it's the sheriff, and he's kind of going over the different types of bullets that might have been used for this crime that they're investigating. Um, so it seems like they're, they're going to get into the sort of nerdy kind of, you know, um, fact-heavy Jack Reacher. Yeah, he has a bit of an eidetic memory, so he'll he'll remember ridiculous facts and almost like a photographic memory of sorts to remember things. And it's 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 really fun for especially for Dadlet, like that kind of um, Michael Crichton level of research that goes into things. Of let's discuss aspects of these crime fiction like tropes that you wouldn't normally hear about let's discuss aspects of how uh, terrorists do certain things let's discuss the aspects of how the military operates in a certain way which is something that i found interesting in doing this quick research about uh, about lee child being originally from britain he did move to america pretty early on like after he released one of the books i think i think right after killing floor but he I never came across to me that this person wasn't an American from the start that didn't grow up in America. Uh, he has a, a pretty good portrayal of the Midwest and big cities. Uh, he seems very knowledgeable on how the US military functions and I, I'm not sure how where he gets all of that research or information. I, I we're, we're gonna do a deep dive episode on the author after we read one of the books yeah and i'll probably learn that information well he there's a great uh conversation he's he uh, it's like an interview stephen king does with him and he talks about sort of uh the way he comes up with the military content for his books and it he says a lot of it's just sort of uh speculation and what he thinks the military might be like and he said he said that he spoke he's spoken to people in the military and you know asked them he's like well you read that book you know it it was i accurate in saying that you know there's this unit x y and z that does this thing and the people are like well i haven't heard of that but i I assume that it's that that there's a a military unit out there like that so it's like the, the the sort of how big the u.s military is and how secretive some components of it are it opens up a lot of like imaginative space where authors like Lee Child can fill in the blanks. I mean, his, yeah, his books his books feel very realistic. So I'm like, if 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 like a majority of it is just him making it up, 
he does a very good job of it because none of it seems too outlandish none of it seems like i wouldn't buy it it feels like he he does adequate research to to support all of this but once again i'm no sort of authority on that so unless you're talking to me about world war one history i will believe most of whatever you'll sell me if it sounds realistic um so it, time will tell when we do our uh, the deep dive on how, how much of his his work is bullshit but it's one of the aspects of the books that i like is it all feels very down to earth very realistic i think that it's a unique talent that he has where he is not military he's not ex-law enforcement um but he can he can speculate and he can write it well i you know i've read some like men's adventure novel series that are just seem completely rushed and made up and phony so i think that he i just think he's a really smart guy and you know he can he can extrapolate very well and and build build a world um that seems legitimate, even if it's completely not. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I think that makes him kind of unique and exceptional as a, as a, a, a thriller writer, as a, as someone writing in a genre that has a lot of not so great stuff in it. I think, he, you know, we, we joke around with dad lit that, you know, part of the humor I think of like dad lit is that a lot of it's not that good. A lot of it's bad in fact, but the Jack Reacher books are really good. Well, and that's most the, of them that I've read. That's been the weird, the weird fascination for me with doing this podcast is that going into it, we discussed how most of it is bad. But the books that we've covered so far have not been all that bad. I, I think we've definitely been curating it well and picking books that we've either heard good things about or that we've read ourselves and uh, know to be good. And uh, but you're right. Like if like I said at the beginning of this, most of the books of his that I've read have been good. I I can't really think of too many that were mediocre or or straight up bad. Um, they they do have a, a commercial fiction pacing to them in the sense that the chapters are not very long, and you know it it's somewhat like airport literature. Um, or well, maybe not airport literature. They're really easy. To it's read. easy to read, and each chapter is a little story or a little piece of action that you know gives you something. So it's the sort of thing you might put next to your your bed and read a chapter every night, and you know, be satisfied reading a chapter every night. You know, it's it's that kind of writing. But I also don't think that that necessarily makes something cheap or bad. No, but I think the way. Especially if we're going to get into the discussions of Dadlet, like we always do. I, I, and we'll definitely probably touch on this more when we analyze one of the books, but the things that we originally wanted to address, like treatment of women, um, treatment of hyper-competent uh, protagonists, treatment of how the books portray the military or the enemies, um, I feel like Reacher books are pretty respectful in all of those departments um it definitely gets a little dicey when you start talking about terrorism especially post 9-11 um and there's definitely some stuff in some of the books that are that might be a little bit uh less than accurate when it comes to portraying terrorists um but a lot of things are definitely um uh, guilty of that 
but I don't think he's ever outrightly offensive towards any one type of person. I don't think he's ever really too uh, covering like stereotypes, and even the treatment towards women. It is def- it's definitely written um, with that male gaze that that you know. It, it definitely has the male gaze, and we'll we'll get into that, especially depending on which book we read. Um, there's definitely that male gaze. Uh, you know, Reacher's a man, and he's definitely gonna d- describe him as one. <laughs> yeah, but he's that you know he. It's it's not it's not it's not as bad as as some other books, and it's uh, and it, it, you know the books are, I won't say they're they're it's formulaic in the sense that there's usually a female um, supporting character introduced that Reacher is eventually going to sleep with. You know, it's it's not, it, it, it you know, it usually happens maybe like halfway or three quarters through a book in, in my experience. Um, yep. And, but it's not, you know, it doesn't really feel, I mean, the stories feel like they're, you know, it's like it's fictional enough. The, the stories are fictional enough. It's like, I, I'm not taking, I'm not, I'm, I'm oddly am taking the book seriously, but also not taking it seriously that it feels like okay you know it doesn't feel very exploitative or or gross or super gratuitous no my own i think my only i think my only criticism was it doesn't feel exploitative or gross but some of it does feel i don't want to say forced but like shoehorned in in certain books certain books it'll be like the two characters don't seem to have any sort of chemistry and then suddenly there's a chemistry just so that they can have a sex scene and then they kind of just at the next morning like oh so are we going to talk about that oh maybe and they get back to business and then by the end it's left in the air on whether or not they try to continue any sort of relationship we should um, do an episode that being said <laughs> go on sorry i was gonna say that being said there is a, there is a book where he has a continuing relationship with a character that carries over into the next book and then there's uh like i said later on there's uh, that that whole run where he's um, pursuing to meet up with somebody that he thinks he's into and they have a bit of a thing. So like it would definitely be on a book by book basis on how he treats the portrayal of the women and the relationships between the main character and the supporting cast. But some of it feels completely out of nowhere. Uh, It'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm back working with my old colleague. And then suddenly it's like throughout the book, he's like has an admiration for the colleague that then, suddenly takes a, a turn to romance and you're just like oh okay hmm. <laughs> i guess we should get down to, to since we're talking about discussions all of these discussions will really depend on which book we pick to read i guess we should pick a book to read um is um, it is it time so i've compiled a couple of books from the series that i think would be good starting points but since i, I brought a couple of them up to you previously and we couldn't really make a solid decision i think we're going to put them on a wheel well not physically but put them on a wheel and spin it and spin our wheel oh reacher uh so i've on the list here i've got uh, of course killing floor yeah the first book um i've got bad luck and trouble because i i speak very highly of it um i've also put on tripwire which i think is my favorite Reacher book. I think you've read that one before. Uh, what do you think? Do you think there's any others that we should put on there? One that I would I would recommend to people, maybe if they wanted that, that's a good just sort of a good Reacher book, kind of standard Reacher book. I think is Persuader. Um, so, have you read Die Trying? I haven't. Is that that is the second Reacher book? 
Sure. I wouldn't mind putting that on there. I'm satisfied with what we have there. All right, so uh, let me just write these on here. All right, and uh, we ready to give it a spin? Anything you want to put on before I spin it? Uh, no. All right. Um, Are you ready to spin that wheel? Yeah, let's give it a spin. <laughs> You're gonna do die trying. Awesome. So uh, it's pretty good if I remember correctly, but I guess we'll see. Okay. I'm excited to to reread that. It's been a long time since I've read that one. So um, I yeah I, I haven't I've read done it. Done in publication order. So yeah, I have what? not read this one, but I pulled up the um the the description on the the back cover. I'll read it now. Okay, yeah, let it rip. When a woman is kidnapped off a Chicago street in broad daylight, Jack reaches in the wrong place at the wrong time. He's kidnapped with her, handcuffed together and racing across America toward an unknown destination. They're at the mercy of a group of men demanding an impossible ransom. Because Reacher's female companion is worth more than he imagines. Now he has to save them both, from the inside out, or die trying. Uh, I think I remember that one, yeah. It'll be good. Kidnapping is... Uh, the, or it won't. We'll talk about there's it. More, there's more... <laughs> you know, um, what was it? Uh, the Hard Way is a, is another kidnapping story. There's several. Uh, several of them revolve around kidnapping. There's some common themes in these books. Kidnappings, uh, assassinations, blackmail situations. He does a real good job of throwing Jack Reacher into just problems that he stumbles into. Just going through small towns and coming across trouble. Yeah, one of them literally starts with Jack Reacher walking past the thrift store and seeing like a military school ring and being like, "I wonder who would pawn that." No one that went through military school, but in their right mind, pawn that. I'm gonna look into this. Well, and uh, who whose is it? I don't remember. I, I, I've heard that it, one. <laughs> it, that's how the the story spins off, and it is like this long, uh, long investigative journey he goes on to to discover why that ring got pawned. Uh, if I remember correctly, something happens to uh, someone's kid, and uh, for them to survive with the money, they pawn the ring. It might be the one that's about. I think it's yeah. I think it's the one that's about the opioid epidemic in the Midwest. People at home that have read this, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Please don't yell at me on the internet. Um, it's been a long time since I've read all these books, but I think it's the one about the opioid epidemic. And if it is, that one's really good. Well, we'll um, but. I will have to, uh, it'll take us a little bit of time to read this book, so it'll probably come out in an, an episode or two, um, by that time the Reacher series. Yeah, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch back, we'll, we'll touch back with Jack Reacher and what your thoughts are on that book, and when the show comes out, I'd love to, to watch some of it with you and then give a review on here, and, and see if any of our predictions or criticisms are correct. Yeah, so main main criticisms, main predictions. Reacher is going to be too sexy and too cheeky, but it will still be a good show and will not depart from the character of Reacher in too egregious a manner. Um, it'll be good. I, I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah, and like I said, I f I really feel like he's he looks too young, 
Uh, and you kind of said that you picture Reacher's being older as well. And I looked it up. Uh, when he leaves the military in the prequel book, uh, he's 36. So in the stretch of time that the books take place near the end of the series, he'd probably be around 50. Which ain't too, too bad. You can still so kick some butt. With that, actor, with that actor being 39, he's around the right age. Yeah, yeah. He just maybe so, he ta- he he's been yeah. taking care of him, himself, whereas Reacher has been on the road. Uh, you know, he's kind of uh, road hardened. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Reacher's been beat up and kicked, and in harsh weather conditions constantly, and I'm, I'm sure he doesn't moisturize like an actor does. Another thing before we uh, before we finish up, I noticed in the trailer is like they've got. You know, one thing that's in all of the Reacher books is, like, he spends quite a bit of time in diners and eating. He has that sort of military sensibility of, like, you know, when you are when you have the opportunity to eat a meal, it should be a really good meal because you don't know when your next one's going to come. And it seems like they, they... Yep, that's one of his witticisms. It's brought up in a lot of the books is eat when you can because you don't know when your next meal's going to be. And I, I, I gather from the trailer that they're going to kind of... Uh, engage with that his sort of legendary eating habits where it's like you know like a bunch of flapjacks and bacon and eggs and black coffee you know pots and pots of black coffee in the morning and then you know cheeseburgers and meatloaf and um, the the i think the most common settings in his books are diners and motel rooms which makes um, sense if you're living on the road. That's like have, where you're gonna be. You know, like you're gonna you're gonna eat at the Denny's that's yeah, connected to uh, the supermarket. I mean, he definitely stays with people once in a while or roughs it. But diners and motel rooms, man. When, we'll have to sit down with these books in a diner and have, enjoy some black coffee and some flapjacks and touch back with you guys when we're done. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, as always, this is Dadlit. Uh, I'm Connor, and I'm thanks Chris. for listening. We'll see you next time. Dadlit is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. If you wish to contact us, you can find us at dadlitpodcast at gmail.com and on Instagram at dadlitpodcast. Thank you for listening.